Well, Scopey, we finish with a bang here. I When I think World Cup, I think Lionel Messi. I think Cristiano Ronaldo. I think Mbappe. But number four, a clear number four. I think about the man who's the writer for Code Sports and Channel 7 host, Adam Peacock, and he's there on the line. Can you believe it? We couldn't get one, two, or three, but number four is there waiting for us. How are you, Ads? I'll take that. I'll take that, Sean. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Yourself? Mate, how you found the start? So we, we spoke last week, of course, but a lot has happened since. Um, what's your sort of immediate bullet points? Yeah, oh, just how everyone's got behind this event. It is a different event. It's not your your prototypical cutthroat, everyone must win event. It's it's more an occasion, some of these matches that you go along to and and the, the profile of the crowd is totally different to a Men's World Cup, for instance. The, the average age is minus about 20. There's so many kids at these games. And, yeah, the, tonight, tonight again, it'll be something special. Like last week was was pretty cool out there at Homebush. Um, tonight, Suncorp, we know what it's like from Origin and other events. When it's when it's jammed, packed, um, the atmosphere stays in. I'm expecting something uh, something similar. So just the just the, the vibrancy around the whole event, which I've, I've really enjoyed, and the, the, the football's been good on the back of some young players, um, not established stars, making a name for himself, which is always wonderful to see. Uh, Adam, Justin Horror here, mate. Um, obviously the biggest news going into the game last week, Sam Kerr uh, gets injured leading into the first game. Uh, what's the progression like for her at the moment? Is she a chance? What's the, what's the time and the date for her to come back? Bloody big mystery, Justin. It's it's no one knows. The, the Matildas know. Um, the medical staff know. Tony Gustafsson knows, but they're not telling anyone. So they've they've kept it very much in house. Which you can look at it one or two ways. It's the element of surprise to the opposition, but is it mm. placing undue pressure and and focus on the existing players like Kyra Cooney Cross, young player, great young player, starts in midfield again tonight for the Matildas. She made a little slip up. I, I think she meant nothing. Else than, yeah, she's got a calf injury. She said the word tear. Everyone had a bit of a meltdown. It's like, oh, no, she's not going to come back from that in three weeks. And in the end, they had to kind of clarify what she said. But in the meantime, that just puts like, – she doesn't need to be thinking about what she says at a press conference. At a, at a like she, she needs to do one, but she doesn't need any undue stress on herself to perform at a World Cup. Now, is that manufactured out of the fact that they're not telling us what's going on, if they're not giving updates directly from the medical staff, which I would have, that's the path I would have gone down. It's its not happening. So in the end, uh, we'll see if it affects anyone's performance tonight. I, I don't think it will. They're pretty professional players. But um, yeah, it's just a, a weird set of circumstances that it's this big mystery that everyone has to wait for the answer for. Boys, you know what? No, look, I'm torn, no pun intended, on the on this. <laughs> As to where I stand, because, you know, part of me, um, I see the media side of it and the transparency side of it. And then part of me says, okay, well, we've celebrated, you know, clubs like the Roosters who have, you know, they got Cooper Cronk to a grand final when no one had a clue. Trent Robinson came out and said something like the magic number might have been 196. There was 196 people in that club who probably knew what was going on and nobody let it out. Mm. And, and we celebrate and laud that sort of thing. And they did the same thing with Jake Friend. We, we pan uh, teams like the West Tigers and how leaky they are, you know, yeah. and, and that's coming from the media. We, we're celebrating Cooper Cronk and Jake Friend and the Roosters and how they protected that. And we're bagging out how leaky the West Tigers are. I actually don't know what the right answer is. If you were the media manager, Adam Peacock, for the Wallabies, uh, not for the Wallabies, for the Matildas, I'm looking up, there's a Wallabies game on at the moment. What would you advise? What What would you say? Look, guys, 
look, you're the coaches, the managers, you're running it this way. And But for what it's worth, here's my two bobs. This is what I would recommend. I would go to the player, Sam Kerr, and say, yep. what do you want to do? Do you want people to know or yep. do you want not want people to know? It's her body yep. in the end. Yep. Um, obviously, Cooper Cronk was quite happy on that occasion. That was that was amazing that there was choppers going up to watch open, uh, close training sessions. And I mean, that the way they did it was absolutely outstanding. And another point back in rugby league this year about how the Gold Coast Titans went about Holbrook. sacking Justin Holbrook yeah. and bringing in Des yep. like that, mm. that all happened without a whisper. Like yep. that was, that was um, MI5 stuff as well. But geez, I, 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 I don't know. Like I get it last week, keeping it secret. I just, now I think, you, you need to let a little air out the balloon. Um, otherwise, the pressure might get a bit too much. You, you lose control of the situation because the, the media at a World Cup will go to great lengths to try and find out the truth um, and get the scoop and get the clicks and, you know, get the attention. It's how the media works. Mm. Um, I'm not a journalist down that path. I could never be. I'm not that ruthless. But there are, and I've got no problem with these journalists, that, that as long as they don't invite, like they're not stiffing through bins and, you know, yeah. peering over balconies and things like that. That's not on, but private space is private space. But, yeah, I, I just get the feel. I, I would, if I was the media manager and Sam was okay with it, I'd actually give a bit of truth to the matter of exactly what's going on. But, hey, I'm not I'm not in that position, so I'm not in their shoes. Just on that, uh, ads, I had a uh, Coca-Cola can accidentally in the red bin. Did you move that into the recycling <laughs> last night when you saw it there? <laughs> <laughs> Nice dressing gown. <laughs> I, I will just say quickly, let's, if we're just staying on it, yeah. right? If you're thinking about it from a competitive standpoint, yep. so you're about to play Australia. Sam Kerr's their star. Yes. You've got to put in all this extra video work that makes you work even harder to potentially mm. allow to play Sam Kerr. Great point. You could be thrown off the opposition by, you know, you might be doing a disservice to maybe her and, and the build-up and all that, but if it throws the opposition off uh, ever so slightly where they've yep. got to do an extra couple of hours of video work when they want to be recovering, yep. I think there's positives in that. Adam? Yeah, definitely, definitely, and it's an absolute point. Um, go from a TV standpoint, last week we had this big Sam Kerr interview in the pregame on Channel 7, and you, you think of all the work that the editor does and the, the person who does the interview and the cameraman and everything like that, and that just all gets chucked in the bin because she's got this tiny little tear in her calf or tiny little strain in her calf. And you go to the other side, like you mentioned there, like the video analyst, uh, the coach, the, the the thought for the coach, the, the amount of energy the coaches have to put into the thought process of, okay, what plan? What, what do I need? Mm. Now, if she knows three days beforehand that she's out, that thought process is freed up for other things and other plans and they might come off, they might not come off. Um, but it's just a, a lot of waste of time for the opposition coach to put the thought into about someone who's not going to be there. So it, it's absolutely a point. And I think that's where the competitive advantage that we don't really understand on the outside absolutely comes into play. Ads, you're one of the better reader of people and uh, smarter guys I know. What What's your gut feel? Like you, you've, heard all the clues and you read all the statements and heard all the statements. What's your gut feel about Sam? I don't think she's going to play until the knockout stages, but that's a guess. Yes. And yeah, I'm, I'm a little reluctant to, to guess on behalf of someone's um, physical status, because that is a very personal thing. And I know they're athletes and I know that's basically the, the basis of their existence. If, if they're not fit, they can't, be what they want to be, but it is a total guess. And if it's not right, whatever. If she doesn't play in the World Cup, her life will go on. She'll still be Sam. It'll go on. In this present moment, it feels yeah. like 
it means everything. But I, I, I get the feeling it, the, the smart thing would be if it's what they say it is, it's a strain and she's going to miss the first two games. If they get through tonight, they're into the knockout stages. Okay, they don't guarantee top spot for the easier crossover. But injury to round of 16 yes. game yes. is... 12 days is 18 days. Injury to the Canada game on Monday is 12 days. So six Ooh. days with the calf strain. Justin, yep. you might be able to tell us more. Shug, you might be able to tell us more about professional athletes having calf strains. But six days can mean everything. And they only get one chance to risk this thing. Yep. Because if the risk doesn't come off, it's all over. Full stop. No matter when it happens. So, yeah, it's a, it's a big, big call. Yeah, that's why I think the language is really important. So strain to tear, completely yes. different things, completely different time frame. But moving on to tonight's game, mate, uh, Australia, heavy favourite still, but this Nigerian team, 11-time African champions. So uh, it's not going to be a walk in the park, is it? Dangerous side because they're athletic, so they're not easy to, to, to move the ball through and around because they can one little tiny little loose touch and they're with you again and they take the ball off you or make it difficult for where you want to pass the ball to or put, or put the ball. And another thing, they've got this player up front, um, Asset Oshola, who is rapid. She's smart. She's basically their version of Sam Kerr. She can play a couple of different ways and she plays in the best club team in the world and not only plays there, but stars for them and scores a stack of goals in Barcelona. So they've got an outlet and they've got athleticism. Now, do they have the football brains, the, the the intelligence on the pitch, um, the technique of some of our players, no. And that's where we can break them down. So we've got to play with our brains tonight and and really think about how we break them down. It's it's doable, um, but it's not an easy task. It's not 40 v, or I think we're 10 in the world. It's not 40 v 10. The gap is narrower than that, what the rankings would suggest. Okay. Uh, what about, uh, well, Ads, I know you're a Newcastle fan, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Newcastle United, the doco. On Amazon, dropping in August. How quickly will you see that? I'll watch all four in one day. It's a binge. <laughs> She's a binge. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I... Me and my son are going to sit down and watch that for sure. So we're, we went to a couple of games last season and just got totally, totally besotted with the club. Well, he did. I, I was yeah. already in. But, um, yeah, it's, it'll be great. You know who's binging? Binging on money. Uh, Killing Mbappe. Tell us about the deal. <laughs> and, and I still think... And you think about all the sports and big occasions. Uh, last year, uh, Jalen Hurts, for what he did for the Eagles, and to lose a Super Bowl with the game he played, which was almost perfect. And then you have Mbappe, who, who couldn't have done more in the World Cup yeah. and walks away with a loss, which was just crazy. Tell us about the crazy deal that sits in front of Mbappe. Oh, so it's this club, Al-Halal, um, which is one of the four clubs in Saudi Arabia, which has now got 75% ownership from their private investment fund, which is basically the, the fund that the Live Golf is is tipping into and, and a lot of other investments around the world, Uber, Facebook, all these things that they're, they're investing in to diversify their interests because of natural resources and they want to get away from relying on that heavily. But So Al-Halal is one of those clubs. It's actually the club that lost to Western Sydney Wanderers in the Champions League final in 2014. So they're... they're they're Saudi Arabia's biggest club. Now, that with this PIF, PIF um, investment, they've got more money than every god you can think of, not just one. So they've gone, righto, well, Killian wants out of PSG. But PSG don't want to let him go, especially to a European rival right now. We'll offer PSG ridiculous amounts of money for the transfer fee. We'll offer Killian ridiculous amounts of money. Maybe park him here for a year so then he can go off to Real Madrid after it. But it's just an insane deal and indicative of the intent 
of Saudi Arabia with its football at the moment, with all these Premier League stars towards the end of their career. They're not past it per se, but going for the fill-up. But this is the ultimate fill-up if he goes here, Killian. I don't think he'll go, but it's remarkable that it's even a consideration. Uh, we'll let you go, uh, Ads, but just ponder this, right? So Mbappe, the golfers, mm. and, and if you personally have an issue with the, the Saudi regime or what they're about, you know, tan staffel. There ain't such thing as a free lunch. Like if if you're already getting a fortune and then you're going to get this, what, close to three-quarter of a billion dollars, it's taking <laughs> sand to a beach in many ways, isn't it? Mm. So what price, yeah. you know, what price is it worth? Yeah. Is it worth doing it, Ads? I, I, I don't know. It, it, like everyone's different and they're motivated by different things, as we know. People are people are happy to walk into sporting events and protest what's going on with the climate. People are quite happy to do deals, government deals mm. with, you know, arms dealers. There's all walks of life and all yep. parts of life and how we think about money. Um, yeah, it's down to the individual, I guess, and it depends what Killian wants out of life, but it would be a fair idea what he wants out of life if he takes his deal. Yeah, uh, to correct him one day. Adam Peacock, we appreciate your time once again on the run home. You are a doyen. <laughs> Thank you, Sugar. Not too bad yourself. Cheers, Justin. Have a good one. Good on you, mate. Uh, just a legend bloke, complete professional. And, of course, you can hear his dulcet tones on Channel 7. He's a host and also a writer for Code Sports. Massive game, as you mentioned, Nigeria. Danger game. Danger game. We took a, a lot of work to go past Ireland, who are now basically on a plane on the way home there, done and dusted. Previously on The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. But they've got their own awards. The RLPA have got their own awards. This is where they wear the runners, right? We'll say the Volandis types and the Abdos, will they boycott the RLPA awards? Yeah, I don't think you'd see Peter donning a suit and runners. I think Andrew Abdo would. Um, who does he look like? Who does he look I think he's got a little bit of George Clooney, would you say? I always had a thing for Todd Greenberg. Sorry, mate, you've thought, got yeah, George Negus up there. I'm just looking <laughs> <Is> at that. <laughs> the Run Home with Joel and Fletch, 3 p.m. weekdays on SEN.